Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars in a hotel room in Dover. <laughs> I'm in, uh, I feel like I'm in an uncle's ha- um, house that I don't go that often. <laughs> so, um, for context, uh, we're in the same room as each other for once, and um, it's the morning after uh, the first ever Late Break Show live event in Kent, and we are in a hotel, in a hotel in Dover. The, the, the decor of this room is... Uh, Late Uncle Speck. Late Uncle, yes, yes. He he didn't buy furniture in the last thirty years because, well, you know, he never knew when when he might be he might be off. He might. Be, oh, what would I need? Well, he spent more money on cruising instead. Yeah, <laughs> cruising or cruises. Uh, yeah, it's cru- both. Um, oh, the bathroom well. is is particularly special. Um, if you remember the late eighties, so do people who go into my bathroom here. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so um, it's Sunday morning. Uh, yesterday we spent all day at what's it called? Coat Hanger Park. Bet's Hanger Park. Bet's Hanger Park. It's yes. a country park in Kent near Sandwich. And is it near Sandwich or nearer to Deal? I can't. I'm, it might be equidistant to. Yeah. Deal. Well, I drove through Deal last night. I've never been to Deal. How did you get here from there? I don't know. I don't know if I went through Deal. You were very tired. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite. If you can tell, my, my voice might be a bit croaky, but. You know when you're running on empty for a prolonged amount of time, you've just got to get there. I Have you, it's in the last week, it. you've had a single digit amount of sleep, haven't you? It's been really challenging, mm. yeah. A, I didn't realise quite how um, how hard it was to put an event on. I've worked at events, we both have loads, mm. but you're just a hired gun. When the event sort of falls to your feet, you're the it's the buck stops at you. That's quite a different beast, and you're putting your own money into it. That's a very different beast. So, but yeah. I think, without wishing to speak out of turn, it was a great success. Would you have said that it was a reasonable success on that side of things? Oh, well, well, <laughs> if we're talking about success, then I would say, on that side of things, tick. Um, <laughs> it was. No, it was great. I mean, um, it was Bijou, but it was. But it was well, always... how many people were there? I, it, it was a, a decent sized crowd. Maybe five hundred, maybe okay, I mean, four hundred. That's, that's more than yeah. you could fit in a what in a t- transit tornado. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a, a minibus, even a really big one, even one with Julie back wheels. <laughs> well, what are um, the ones you get driving around LA saying, that's Leo Di- DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> yeah. house. You know those ones? Yeah, or that sort of, those ones where they go, yeah, they'll go, over that wall, yeah, Robert De Niro lives there. Uh, yeah, but it's the ones where they go, this house here, Robin Williams once went there. 
to buy drugs. <laughs> it's just, dark, isn't it? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. Just Michael five... Keaton high-sided off his hired motorcycle <laughs> yeah, down yeah. this street And in just 20 years later, Robin Williams died. Um, <laughs> so, yes, not even that. It's, oh, there was a, a healthy-sized crowd. Um, and it was a prototype event. Really. Yeah. I mean, but it had uh, some very nice cars to look at that you'd organised. And then in the sort of, um, I was going to say VOP parking, it wasn't, was it? But sort of, you had an interesting car you could park. You had display car parking. Near the arena. And then you had, I've just turned up in a car and I don't want anyone to see it. Yeah. Which is your normal, yeah. general parking. Including, I, I was told last night there was a chap in a McLaren. There was a chap in a McLaren. Anyway, no, I just want to go in normal parking, please. I don't yeah. want to. Maybe you just didn't want people pawing at his car, but. Yeah. Not that there was any pawing, because one of the great things about yesterday, and what I really enjoyed, was the feeling that it was just a whole gathering of like minded people. I and think everybody so. was there for the cars and the love of cars and just chatting shit about cars. All it was just very jolly. Yeah. And um, and the weather the weather was uh, interesting. Um, I think gazebos were challenged. Yes, it was, you were pushing the envelope on gazebos. But, but the but the um, but the weather did kind of hold out. It wasn't it wasn't terrifically bad. Well, and the last thing I put in the car before I left my house in London yesterday morning was my Wellingtons because it was raining so hard in London the <laughs> forecast was so bad for down here that I just thought and we're standing basically in a field so I'm yeah. going to check my wellies in the car just in case what I'm not going to bring is sun cream that's going to be unnecessary I'm now as ruddy faced as some kind of <laughs> medieval just, simpleton <laughs> you just look you've got way booth and bad bad um, Face sometimes you basically look, look like a Tory. Ruddy faced and Wellington shod. Do you know, actually, get to that end. Is it? Did you have to grab the Wellingtons at the last minute because it's part of the immobiliser system of a land? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> won't start unless there's some. There's a substantial <laughs> amount of rubber footwear somewhere in the passenger compartment. Um, so yeah, the weather was. I think the the sun shines on the righteous, and so many nice people gathered to uh, see in the inaugural Late Break Live that the sun came out and I got sunburned, but... Yeah, it was it weird, was... wasn't it? I, 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 I just want to say thanks to everyone. There were a few patrons there, <clears throat> and we, we, I tried to, we tried to have a good chat with as many people as possible. We tried to bring all the playlists of, of my YouTube channel to life and the element of Smith & Sniff to life. Um, we had what can only be described as a sort of one-tenth scale, um, let's say one-tenth scale, what's the name of it? a pyramid stage at Glastonbury. Yeah. Um, I'd say that's that. that oh, I, do you know what it reminded me of? I thought it was more like a sort of um, uh, three-quarter scale Radio 1 roadshow. Oh, from yeah. The 80s. From the 80s. It was basically sort of that thing we sat in on your... Famous chairs yes. um, was sort of you could imagine it being repurposed as the temporary office of a building firm on their new developments, and they'd um, have the show home next yes. door. Plastic plants. Yeah, so it's sort of a, basically a trailer with with opening French door opening type French thing. doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we we sat in there, but obviously the doors open. It's so quite Alan Partridge spec, actually. It was a bit. You can imagine <laughs> it had some Partridge. sort of Norfolk radio decals that were hastily peeled off. And we did um, we did a Q and A with the audience, and we did a, a quiz. I wrote a quiz, uh, a very Can't nerdy quiz, quiz. Yeah. and um, I enjoyed uh, the quiz. I enjoyed the quiz. I was a bit worried it was too hard, but then uh, we had some feedback. One guy apparently said to uh, said to your wife that uh, 
the quiz was really hard. She went, oh, is it too hard? And he went, no, no. I like the fact I almost couldn't get any of the questions because it was challenging. Oh. There was a nice old man, though, who asked for my advice about what car he should buy for his delayed midlife crisis. He wants a two-seater convertible. And I, so we chatted through it a bit and had a good old sort of biff about with some of the choices there. But he, when he approached me, he went, oh, your quiz, I couldn't get anything. It was too difficult. It was impossible. And so we had a good old chat. <laughs> He's a very genial older man, bearing this in mind. He, at the end of it, he went, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your advice. But fuck you for your quiz. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a smile on his face. It was it was a delight. Um, oh, so, yeah, we did a quiz. And then we, we chatted to Jimmy DeVille off the telly. Yeah. Yeah, from Goblin Works Garage. Um, and Jimmy, Jimmy's great. I've, I've worked with him for a few years. And uh, ex military, ex sort of um, special effects, um, ex almost dying on various inventions. I, well, I won't spoil it because you've got a video coming out, haven't you? For, with, like, we filmed that interview on stage. So. Yeah, we did a live idle chat on the brown shares, and so Rich was asking questions as well as me, and that will be coming out on a vid. And, and actually, there'll be the, 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 there will have already been a vid by the time you uh, almost a vid by the time you listen to this. Will on, it? on the show. This is going out tomorrow morning. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, tonight, actually, for Patreon. So. Okay, it's three days later. <laughs> three days later. Bit. Sorry, I'm a bit. Quite, it's quite hard to know what day it is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, um, so, yeah, thanks for thanks to some car manufacturers for kind of, for letting me kind of blag, um, blag them along to um, bring a car for display. I wanted to bring some significant new cars along. I wanted to bring some barn find along. The barn find area was nice because you'd thrown down some... I, I insisted on straw. It My wife good. chops, but don't be an idiot. No, why are you great. putting straw down? It's just pointless. <laughs> At this late in the day when we're trying to organise so many logistics, why are you looking for straw bales? I said, I want straw. Detail. It's important. I didn't get a chance to have a really good look at that barn find Allegro that you I thought that would be the one that you would home in on. Well, but the, I didn't actually look at a lot of the cars on display as much as I'd like to have done because yeah. it was like we were just chatting to people the whole time. Yeah. If we weren't chatting, we were on stage talking bollocks. For the wider crowd, but yeah. and to um, that end, we also had fresh, new, never seen before merchandise. Oh yes, sniff merch, and of course, because it's our podcast, bugger me, I'm going to plug it. Yeah, well, um, we should have checked this with your wife before we um, we started, but the 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 merchandise was on sale at the live event for the first time, but it's going to go on to, into an e shop this week. It will it? be. It will be this week. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where I've put mine. Because that's the thing. I, I was, there were the shelves of all this stuff. Apparently, on that side of things, t-shirt was the best seller. It was out of everything. It is fantastic. Hashtag Otsot. Hashtag Otsot t-shirts. <laughs> which is just. I didn't know as well because there was so much back and forth, and it was all in a bit of a rush. And um, bless her, your wife just was working so hard to get all that merch ready yeah. for the late break show and and um, Smith and Sniff, but. So there was a lot of back and forth on emails, and I just remember being a nuisance and going, "No, not like that." To change it, and but I didn't know that they were having the sports ah, stickers made. Yeah, sports, sports, and it was, and, and I at one point chops was like, "It's too long. That we can't have it. We can't have it. So she, Can I just take three A's out?" And I, and I went, "Oh, rip." And then we all sat there, and she went, "Rich is really quite specific about that." <laughs> so I said, "We can't take four A's out." So we did compromised it too. Take a couple out. The thing is, the spelling of sports ah, obviously is quite fluid because I. Were you asked to write it? And anyone, I, I yeah. signed some stuff, and a couple of people Spoke. said, "Can you write sports?" And I was like, "I just make up the spelling each time." I sometimes go A U G H T. Yes, I've done that. I, I did one yesterday. I signed because um, we you had um, Ian Cook, pop band colour people. 
by Douglas Leedham, the guy who does uh, oh the artist with car art. with our RC cars and toy cars yeah. yeah brilliant and he was down there with his um his art car his his mobile studio and is a free Chevy Spark yeah. Yeah. I know. But Chevrolet gave him when Chevrolet pulled out of Chevrolet UK. Did they just give it to him and say, that's he, yours, Bye. He was borrowing it because he was doing stuff for Chevy. Okay. And when Chevrolet started closing down, um, he he obviously still had it. Mm. Um, the gearbox failed on it. He phoned them up and said, <laughs> um, I'm really sorry, but I think there's a sort of, there's, an, there's a warranty issue. The mm. gearbox is broken. And by the way, do you want the car back? And they mm. went, what's the problem with the gearbox? It just, just won't select a gear anymore. And they just went, it's just much easier if you keep the car. Much <laughs> easier. So, so he, he got he got given a like a two year old spark oh with God. a broken gear, and he said, "So I paid fifteen hundred quid to put a new gearbox in it oh. because he said it was an, a essentially a brand new free art car that I'd already decked out as my little mobile studio. Yeah. You've got to see this thing; it's great. It's like a it's a Bijou studio. Yeah, if you if you go to um, Pop Band Colors. Uh, I guess Instagram or he's on Twitter I think still and, and um, yeah Instagram definitely on there. Um, and he had lovely chap by the way really really top chap and he was there all day doing um, uh, a bit of drawing and a bit of uh, selling his various stickers and posters and all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day he said uh, would you sign the sun visors in my free show I didn't know it was a free show spark I was I wondering why he still had it's that even spark. better now isn't it though but he said could you write sport and there was enough space because Jimmy had signed Sunvisor already and done a little drawing of himself for some reason. And I think and there was a gap at the bottom of the Sunvisor set. And he, Ian went, could you write sport? Yeah, yeah. But I had plenty of real estate, the whole length of the Sunvisor. So I did a few UG, AUGs, and then a hyphen. Sports. Those stickers are good. And then you showed me that guy you'd encountered who'd stuck it straight on the back of his transit. He trains it and he was a bit annoyed. He was like, I want you to do a transit sticker. Is that something that you can do? Maybe we can do a transit. I like, I mean, the whole, the live event was a sort of trial run. And I think the, the merch was a trial run to see what people might want. Because I, I don't know, it's hard to tell, isn't it? On the one hand, I go, nobody's going to want any of our Who, want, who wants a travel show. mug which says Smith & Sniff on it? Mm. I don't know. Is but uh, I saw people buying them. And yeah. I signed one for a, for I signed, a kid. Yeah, I signed a few. Which yeah. was nice. And uh, so what was I going to say? I can't remember what I was going to say. What point I was lurching towards about... Oh, well... Just on the note of on that side of things, the the cars in the the sort of display area um, was the most brilliant and eclectic group of cars I've ever seen. I took one photo. I didn't take enough photos yesterday because I was no, too busy. Just I didn't. I'm things. annoyed at myself. So if anyone took some, if anyone did come, can you let me know? I did take one photo that I think sort of summed up the event, which I put on photos today, but um, of a Nissan GTR parked next to a Hillman Imp. Yeah, with uh, a Ford Escort Mark II in the background. Yeah, and it's just like that summed it up. But there was I had a Taycan Turbo S next to a, a Thailand Tuk Tuk. Oh yes, yeah. And then there was a Smart Roadster next to one of those Honda S six sixties. Yes, and that was a nice. That thing was to a see. great thing. And that chap with and he's only a student or he's just graduated who had peter sisson's old volvo v70 t5 yeah in incredible nick and with a great spec with the sat nav that rises out of the dash like they used to on those models. it's 20 years old that car isn't it yeah and a wired in phone 
Yeah, with a speaker in the headrest for your yeah. for your wide phone. Or Incredible. Your, or your... It was uh, just imagine Peter Sissons. And apparently, uh, this guy was <clears> saying he's got all the all the receipts. He bought it off um, Peter Sissons' widow. He's got all the receipts, and he said the Sissons <laughs> seemed to get slightly taken for a ride by the Volvo carriage. <laughs> what on the options list? No, well, well, it was optioned up to the hill, but also the, the servicing and stuff. Because at one point there's a receipt because Sissons had taken it back and said the aircon wasn't wasn't blowing as cold as it did last week. They took the whole bloody dashboard out, <laughs> charged him like fifteen hundred quid or something. <laughs> to, to people that don't know who Peter Sissons is, now he was a newsreader. He's a newsreader, yeah, for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was he BBC or was he, he Channel was, Four? I, oh no, he was. BBC. BBC, but I wonder, did he do the flip to ITV? No, I think he was BBC through and through. Yeah. And Very like, classic newsreader. When yeah. I was growing up, he was the one that my dad would always watch. Mm. So I, 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 I've grown up knowing, and now knowing that he loves a well-specked estate, because apparently he had subsequent, uh, oh, sorry, not subsequent, prior to that, he yeah. had other Volvo or fast estates. That's the thing. I like the idea that he's. you'd expect a... a you know, a solid newsman of Sisson's pedigree, Volvo V70, yes, reassuring, reliable, sturdy. But yeah. then the T5, yeah. cheeky. He needs to get about. He needs to get about. There's some news over there. I need to get <laughs> yeah. to fast Fetch me with the, the wired phone going, I'm on the way to the news. That is, is really good. Um, the, what, what made all of this a little bit more stressful than what was already stressful was that the week before, and you can't make this shit up, <laughs> the week before the Late Break show live, my wife broke her leg while we were on holiday having what was hopefully going to be a relaxing walk by the sea. Um, so yeah, she it, she she took the late break thing to to a, to a literal end of like I am actually going to break something. But so I took her to a hospital while we were in Devon, small hospital, and she was in a queue of three people waiting to be seen. And sorry, I've just now. For some reason, this seems to be recording on my computer, not on the microphone. The silly twat. Let me just try. That's okay, isn't it? Well. What, you, mean, you mean that mic's not working? No, well, I've just switched it to the mic now, so maybe this will sound a bit better from now on, but that was just... Uh, oh, why you, is it doing that? You vag flannel. I just had this sudden feeling that something... It seemed, it's okay, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's I'm fine. sure it's fine. It's okay. okay, it's fine. It just sound, you sound like John Peel on that really bad <laughs> stunt crash with, oh. uh, with the Noel Emmons late, late break. You know how that, that was clipped out? And you just see the crash of the Jensen. He's I, okay. Everything's okay. Well, yeah, Peel sounds uncertain. I watched all of that that episode because I've just written a story for the Road Rat magazine about Noel Edmonds. Oh. And I watched the whole of that episode of the Late Breakfast Show because I was trying to just get a vibe for Noel in the 80s. And, yeah. well, it's a brilliant exercise in 80s TV. but. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. Like, you can't believe how dangerous it is. Peel is obviously not entirely comfortable with what's going on. No, he know, he knows someone's really hurt. And that Jensen crash is massive and horrific. And I think the guy was okay, well, in as much as he, he lived, but he was pretty banged up. But it's Edmund's reaction. Back in the studio, he goes, well... Uh, we're told he's okay, and then pulls a funny face and sort of does it like does it like a comedy bit, and then goes anyway. Next week we've got Aha in the studio or something like that, and just moves on. And yeah. it's you go. I don't think you're treating this with the gravity it deserves. No, the guy with the escort definitely like, re- broke his pelvis. Yes, his yeah, yeah. Oh, is it that? Maybe that was the guy. Who got. If really you're a Patreon, out. we'll put a link to this little video clip from eighties television in because yeah. it's quite unbelievable. 
um, how fast someone might drive at a ramp in a scrap escort it's, than a gen is it a Jensen Healy or an it's interceptor? Jensen interceptor? Yeah. I mean, like you, honestly, you hit a ramp at about eighty miles an hour when the landing is old cars piled up mm. or tarmac. And the crowd is about twelve feet away. I know. Well, that's, there's they, no distance between the crowd and the landing. That's the escort flies off into the crowd. Yep. And then Again. they go back to the studio. This is all live. Yeah. And they go back to the studio in London, and there's some more stuff happens there. And then they go back, and it's John Peel. Well, it's surreal in itself that John Peel is the on the spot reporter. Yeah. And. Uh, and he he says, "Oh, it's like next round." The crowd have been moved back, and it's like, but they haven't. They've been moved back about three feet by the looks of it. Just so it's okay because mind-bogglingly dangerous. But that's yeah. Uh, yeah we we realise how you know some people go, oh, "Is health and safety gone mad?" You go, sometimes health and safety is a good thing because it stops people getting maimed and killed. Yeah, which used to happen. In the 80s. In the 80s. Well, as the Late Late Breakfast Show proved, because then it, it had to be taken off air because a contestant died it in did. rehearsals. So. Um, my, yeah, my, my name of my YouTube channel might have been influenced by it, but also, but probably not, um, probably more American chat shows. However, what I was saying about my wife, the reason why I was saying this is while she was queuing up to be looked at in hospital, there were two other people there, and there was an old lady in a dressing gown um, <laughs> who was actually very friendly, but couldn't fill in any of the forms to identify to the hospital what was wrong with her, where she lived, all her medical history. So she kindly asked my wife, who'd just broken her leg and was sitting in a chair quivering, could you just fill out this form for me? So my wife filled out all this form with intimate details of a strange woman. Anyway, she just casually mentioned to me, she said, oh, um, have you parked in the car park around the corner? I said, yeah. She said, oh, my husband's around there waiting for me. He's in a yellow Honda Jazz. Could you just go and say to him, I'm going to be quite some time. <laughs> and I went, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And she and she went, and I went over to him. And he was he was actually just sitting in the car listening to Radio 4. And he, he, he laughed. He went, okay, okay. And I went back. And the lady, I think, was quite badly hurt. But anyway, I, I said, yeah, he's he, he's there. I found the Honda Jazz. Could, couldn't miss it. She goes, yeah, I love that car. She said, although... Um, Although uh, I, I was in hospital a couple of months ago, uh, it's a fairly long story, but I got trapped underneath it. What? And the air ambulance came and they couldn't. The air ambulance came because the fire brigade couldn't get me out from underneath it. So in the end, the doctor what? did. I know. And then just what? went, and then just sort of paused and went, anyway, I hope your wife's going to be okay. And, uh, and I was just left with this cliffhanger of a weird Honda Jazz. I know, I, I went away and sat in the car with the kids and I pointed at a man who is now fully asleep with his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like inhaling the world. Why was he Why was he waiting in the car and not with his injured wife? Well, that's what I thought. I think he just couldn't be bothered. He was a very jolly old man, but I think, oh, I've been married for 60 years, she'll live. Yeah, oh, we have to sit there and yeah. talk at me again. But then I started, I did look inside the jazz because I wanted to try and see if it was auto or manual. Mm. And I thought, has she done a Brian Harvey? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. And she left it, it in D like... and then just come <laughs> off the brake and it's crept whilst she was one leg out. Yeah. And, the, and then she's tumbled out slowly and then it's rolled in D over her, her leg. Yeah. And then she, and it's just sat there sort of labouring on D. This is, I've read this Good old Devon, I love Devon. This is, it might have been like Honest John or someone giving this advice that it's quite common in later life people go oh I'll just get an auto make my life easier first auto they've had you know if they're proper old school they've driven manuals their whole life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't trust an auto oh it's probably time to go I'll get an auto to be easier yeah and 
I think it was Honest John, was sort of cautioning against it because he said there are a lot of accidents with elderly drivers caused by them accidentally mashing the accelerator. <laughs> and then, if they're in their old manual car, they would sort of <laughs> panic but instinctively drop the clutch. Oh. And therefore, you know, then the, sort of the car wouldn't be hurtling towards, I don't know, the sea or their spouse or a wall. And... In an auto, the, the, their left leg is just flailing about doing nothing, and they're still then, and then they're confused, and they're still piling towards whatever is there. With the revs on, absolutely pinging off the limiter, or it's changed up into fourth because it gets <laughs> such a lick on. Um, and it's so yeah, he was cautioning against elderly, elderly people having automatics. I think, basically, I think it would be good to probably give them a, a, a course in it. Just, yeah. to, just to say, look, it's clearly not a manual. There's two pedals, not three. Mm. Don't use your left leg for anything. Mm. In fact, let's say you'd, your car had run you over a couple of months prior. <laughs> then you I, can't, do, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what it's got on. This, I'm so baffled by that. The, air, the, the fire brigade couldn't get the car off her. This is what she said. Because then a doctor she who said, was so the air ambulance the had to land, turned up. And the doctor was left to, to actually get me out. The doctor got me out, not the fire brigade. So... But then oh just said it's God. so cash with a small pause and then a smile and like and she, I think she was in a lot of pain with whatever she I think she'd fallen over in the bathroom that morning so oh. she was in a pink dressing gown oh my God. with um with flip flops on and I'm, well I'm going to be intrigued. By well that, I hope she's but... okay. I mean and yeah. I don't want to. You well you and your wife seem to attract people who need help filling in forms because you had that lady at the airport when you lost your passport. Oh shit yeah. And now you're attracting a nice old lady in a dressing room. And she emailed, yeah, she emailed to thank me, didn't she? To say that I'm so glad I got on that flight thanks oh, to your yeah. help filling out forms. No yeah. one's ever wanted me to fill out a form for them. I've never been I've never been asked to fill out a form for anyone as far as I can remember, but you know, by my children or something. I've but. got a face for that, I think. You've got a form filling face. I've got a form filling face, I Triple F. Um I I'm yeah. distracted over here on the um what do you call this desk? I suppose. It yeah, was. I'd say it's so. Oh, sorry, it's the it's yes. the discarded packet from yesterday's triumphant three pack of um, off-brand Spoke socks. It's no-name sports socks that I got it. from a from a rural Welsh supermarket last week. And um, well, because I, I we were in a uh, we went on holiday to Wales, and um, uh, we were in this little supermarket. Did in, your wife in... break a limb? She didn't. Okay. But you sent me that message going. Chops just broken her leg on a beach walk. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, how quickly these things can happen. Yeah. Because well, I went for a run down the beach. And I had, I don't often take my phone with me when I go running, but I no, take my I phone because I felt like if I got lost, it might be useful to have a map. For some Were you playing the prolonged thought. piano intro to Baywatch? You know, the one with the waves oh, do you know what? crashing in with the... With the drums? No, I wasn't, but I had a, a playlist just of up-tempo music on shuffle. And um, Keep the Faith by Bon Jovi came oh. on. It's got, which I don't know, have I, I've mentioned this somewhere before, it's not a particular secret, but the intro to that song inspired the intro to the Grand Tour theme music. Did it? Yeah, well, I, because we were debating what the music should be like, and I went, and we sort of say, oh, Jeremy was going, it needs to sort of build, it needs to have a soft start and then build, and it's got to have this sense of sort of driving and movement. And, you know, and we were all sort of trying to trying to ex- express ourselves without actually 
being able to play any kind of music. Did, were you all in like a, a college a school music room? Which yeah. is, it's got kind of, kind of, kind of television. Jerry grabs a lute no. and just does it like a quick Yeah, thing. no, hey, hang on. Wait, get this old piano dusted off. No, was, we were, weirdly, we were sitting in a Winnebago <laughs> on a farm in um, near, um, uh, where's the, that big tunnel? Uh, Hatfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. We did a, nice. We did a little trial run of the Grand Tour tent <clears> on a farm in Hatfield. Like just had some space to put the tent up and do a little test thing, and uh, because there was nothing except a barn next door, we've got a Winnebago as a production office. Uh, they they should do a because of not being able to travel much. They should do a a, um, a grand tour, big tent just in Hatfield well, to I pay said, homage yeah, to the prototype. I said to them when particularly they don't use the tent, so I was like, these tents you could hire them. There's two of them as well because when they were doing the big world tour for the first series, the one tent would be being set up in one location while they were using the other one, so the tents leapfrog each other around the world. So yeah. they're two identical tents. Hang on, mm. I know someone that's just started doing a, sh- a live event. Oh yeah, with cars. You could have the grand sort. Of- I don't they, even know where they are. It's they, a mystery. Uh, do you reckon they? Could you have a word with do them? You, uh, yeah, I'm sure they would. Well, could they, they hire a really large man with a mallet? As well, yeah. Do you know what those tents were quite complicated? I, th- I imagine they cost. It's quite a basically a circus big top. Isn't yeah, it? but they had a. Um, the floor was quite complicated because they'd originally said, "Can we have one spot that's strong enough to take a car?" And then somebody said, "No, that's too restrictive." I, want, I think probably the studio director Brian said it would be great to be able to just put a car anywhere because we just don't know where we might want to put it for whatever editorial we've yet to come up with. Yeah. So the whole floor was made strong enough to take a car. Wow. But it can be stuck in a field or anywhere, you know, we stuck in a desert. They, they, they should, they're not using these, they should hire them. I know, well, I said that, I went to weddings, bar mitzvahs, funerals, whatever, yeah. just uh, these tents could be earning you money. But, uh, well, the, bear in mind now a shoddy camper van is worth eight times more. A shoddy camper van is worth more than... Glamping in the Grand Tour tent, weird, a bit weird, a bit too big. But anyway... People are swapping villas in Portugal for a Bedford Rascal Roma. I know, and for the same money. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, so anyway, we were having this debate about music, and I went, I think, and I went, I don't know what it should sound like. And I played everyone the intro to Keep the Faith, and everyone went, oh, it is sort of that, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like, and that's if you listen to the Grand Tour theme. That's cool. That's how it starts. But I was, so Keep the Faith came on, I was running down the beach, and this was, the weather had turned a bit, and it was slightly rainy, so sort of sea mist, and it was grey, but it was quite dramatic. The waves were really crashing in, and I'm tearing down this beach, and and I start, I started singing out loud because there's no one around. Yeah. So I was just, I was just because my wife once said to me, she said, "Do you ever listen to music when you're out running? Do you ever just want? Do you ever sing along?" And I was like, "Well, no, because I'm running through like urban areas." Everyone or you're running with a nutter. stitch, which yeah. is what I would be doing. Well, so I was kind of, I didn't even know that I could do this, but I was just, I, I didn't sing the whole song, but I was just like, just because it, it just sort of was so energizing. It's a very energizing song. Yeah. So when I got to the chorus, I was like, Faith, everybody again. I was right because I had the privacy to do that in this vast, deserted Welsh beach. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I should have done the Baywatch theme tune, but I didn't think of that. What were we, what were we talking about? Well, oh, no. Oh, no, it's the socks. Oh, that's right. Spons, yeah, we, socks, went to, went to, we went to um, the Gower Peninsula, and um, there's a little supermarket as you sort of get onto the peninsula. And then we went to stock up before we went to our mate's static caravan where we were staying. And I spotted the uh, the, the generic spoke socks. Spork crown. And took a picture of them, which I sent to you. Yeah. And, and then you went, you'd better buy some. Yeah. So on the way back home. You bought us some. Well, I, I said, oh, I'm going to pop into the supermarket on the way back to get, because I actually wanted to get, there's a local beer that's really nice. So I went to go and get some more of the local beer. You know what you're doing. To take home. But actually, I really want to get the socks. And they'd moved them. 
from when I was in there before. Oh, shit. So I found myself like some kind of deranged supermarket suite just running around the supermarket looking for these socks while everyone else waited in the car. Looking for whites. Found them. So I put a pair on yesterday for the Late Break Show You live. did. I love the fact you're wearing white generic sports socks. Brought a pair for you, which you're now wearing today. I'm wearing them today for the cast. No, yeah. it's only when we looked at the packet last night they were discovered. I thought they were pure poly. They were like synth socks because they're, you know... Cheap. They were three quid for a pack of three. So they're a pound each. A pound retail. each. But they're not. It turns out they're 80% cotton, only 15% polyester, and then a mysterious 5% mixed fibres. I don't know what that means. The sweepings from the floor of the factory or something. <laughs> um, I love that. They're they called Kaffir. Kaffir Crown. Crown Sport. And they've got what is, There's let's a be diagram. honest, a rip-off. It's a, a bit of a rip-off of the um, Adidas logo. However, it is, in fact, a registered trademark, and they make this a big deal, because it says, Kaffir Crown Sport is a registered trademark in EC number whatever. And then They must have changed that just enough. So yeah, it wasn't made quite... in Portugal. I'm just going to go into my... your late uncle's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move anything. It's a shrine to him. Uh, and But then it's the bit here that we spotted last night that there's an annotated diagram of a sock... They're really padding their part here. Self-adjusting cuff for perfect fit without slipping. It's also known as elastic. But then the typo is what makes it. At the back and the bottom of the sock, uh, they have labelled the reinforced hell. <laughs> Protects the foot against friction bruising from the shoe. <laughs> but reinforced hell, I think they need to get a proofreader onto that. I, I assume they reinforced mean heel. So, yeah, we uh, reinforced... Uh, Boat socks. Oh, I've got a pair. You've got a pair. And we gave a pair away to uh, a chap who uh, excelled in our quiz because he was the only person who, seemingly off the top of his head, knew the registration number of James Bond's aquatic Lotus Esprit. Yeah. We also gave away. Um, there was a chap who turned up to the event for his tw- on his twenty first birthday. Oh yeah, which I was so amazed at. And 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 with he, he he did buy some merch, but we also you gave him a bottle of brute. Maybe I gave him your bottle of brute. That's the bottle of brute that we um, bought when we were down at Goodwood. I think we mentioned on the previous on the previous podcast. Oh yeah, and we did, didn't we? Because the last time we were together recording, rather than oh, we were throwing it on, we were splashing on the brute. So I bought the brute, splashed some on, yeah, um, then brought the bottle out while we were on stage, you splashed them on, and then we left it at the front of the stage and invited people to come and have a little dab, and a man came up immediately <laughs> with quite a, a, amazing Gusto. eagerness, splashed it on, and then went, oh, it's fresh, which is exactly what you always say about yeah, Brute. So well, I, 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 why we're not sponsored by Brute <laughs> remains a mystery, because we're doing Brute's own work it's here. It's okay, and I, it's one of those things where it starts as a joke, and then you go, do you know what, like, like a couple of days ago, it starts yeah. to joke, I've, 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 st- I've stopped using my other aftershaves and, <laughs> and, and, and eau de toilette. Well, it's like I said yesterday, I put some on, I, I again, yeah, slipped from joke to actually, oh, this, I, put right. I went to a meeting wearing some and nobody mentioned it, which I think is the best outcome. It's yeah. just like, and I don't know whether they talk about it. Because you smell back. fresh. I bet Jules mm. says, oh, you smell, smell fresh. She didn't mention it. But Which is probably okay. Okay, yeah, but she would have. I don't know. It, it fades, doesn't it? Anyway, my bottle of brute's now gone because we gave it to that chap whose birthday it was, and that's fair. fair okay, and it was also quite depleted because lots of people have been throwing it on. Yeah, I don't know. I think that little um, uh, show home office slash scaled down radio on roadshow building might have to be 
Incinerated. Incinerated. Because <laughs> it's going to smell quite heavily. There was spilling. That bit of grass that you spilled some on. Yeah. Is uh, is dead now. He's no longer with us. But anyway, so the brute, the brute was a hit. I think we gave away some brutes and. Um, uh, what else happened? Oh, well, we're talking about. You know, I was going to say that apart from the amazing Sissons Volvo, uh, there was that chap who'd got that um, Renault Five Turbo, original um, Renault Five Turbo. A Renault Five Turbo Two, um, and I actually I'm going to read his name out because uh, he's a very cool guy, um, very interesting. His name's Andrew Berridge. He he's, um, a, he's native to Kent, where that show was, mm. and his dad bought it uh, 20 years ago, but it was. Highly modified mm. when brand new. Yeah. So it had um, uh, what were the wheels? Were they P P P J? They weren't Gotti wheels. They were the period split rims with the with the rivets. But it had different upholstery. Mm. It was leather, wasn't it? it was yeah, leather. and it had a diagonal double coloured stripes. Yeah, there was on, like on a the sort steering of, wheel. Yes, and, and yeah, the gear knob. Super eighties design in the centre of the yeah, steering wheel. Yeah, and it had. Um, um, I think it did have a, a sunroof, a, fi- a pano roof. Uh, it had an aerial for a television, a boomerang aerial. A TV in the dashboard. It had a TV in it. Bear in mind, this was all fitted when this car was brand new. It also had, and I still, I laughed straight away when he said it because I just couldn't believe it was real. There was a little panel, um, a, I don't know, about four inches square on the, the back of the bonnet. And he said, oh yeah, that's where there's a, it's a fog machine. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, was that what it was? And, 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 and oh, my God. And colored disco lights. I went, what? <laughs> he said, and we've, I've got all, the, <sighs> we've got all the receipts for you know all this stuff being fitted to the car in period. I'm like, the person who bought this car... It was like Jean-Michel Jarre or something. Yeah. What the hell was going on? And like, there's a there's a sort of normally that car, I guess, there's a sort of just a plastic strip runs across the front of the bumper with, I think, the sort of the indicators inset into it at either end. Yeah. But on this car, that had been replaced by a clear strip behind which there were sort of like four extra lights. It oh, got yeah. all all this work had gone into it. It's mad. And, I thought, and now I know we're, 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 there's a big wave of nostalgia for sort of 90s cars and maybe early 2000s. 
but this and this thing, the the eighties. This was the this was pinnacle eighties. I'm I'm just I'm, I'm on my phone just quickly bringing up a picture because my brain is so fried. I'm just trying to remember. I took a picture of the interior of it. Yeah, I, I did as well. Here we go. Look, look at that. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, the, oh, the, the, the sort of stripage going on on the steering. I mean that. Yes, it's and just fabulous. Sort of black leather, but then with red piping. Television. I think it's got. Um, yeah, it's got some sort of, oh, it's got a lot of extra audio. Mm. Anyway, and the fact that it's a, a, a Renault 5 Turbo 2. So you had everything from that to the larder that I nearly sank. Um, oh, and speaking of the 90s, and I was annoyed I didn't get to have a proper look at this, but there was a, an absolutely mint uh, 1993, I think, first year of production, Mondeo. Oh, there was a K-Range. GLX with those swirly wheel trims on Yeah. There. I know, again, probably one of the rarest cars at the Yeah, show. yeah, and it was absolutely... I, didn't, was go, I didn't get close to it, but it looked from a distance absolutely minty. It, was, it really was proper... Did like, you get to have a look? I had a little look. Um, someone was talking to me at the time, so I didn't really get a proper proper look. But no, I was amazed, and I love the juxtaposition of that with Skylines. Yeah. And um, there was a guy with a, a, an Aston Vantage V12. Yes. And, uh, then someone next door with a transit camper van. Did you see the transit camper van? Yes. Mark yeah, three. Yeah. yeah, he said he bought it f six years ago for 500 quid. Really? And it still had all the fittings oh and like proper like curtains like the ones behind you. I was going to say, does it not? It was just a camper. It was basically a mobile was version it, of this hotel room. It was your late uncle's camper van, yeah, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. But no, it was so wonderful. Well, I won't keep harping on about the, um, the live event, but obviously... Um, but it was good. It was all... It was really, really good fun, and it was really nice just to hang out with... With people who want to talk about cars and not feel any sort of um, shame or embarrassment about just wittering on about. Yeah. And actually, there wasn't a supercar there. Uh, no. From, I mean, unless you class the Aston, was there a DB11 there? With, um... No, I think it was just that V12. And then, no, was, there was, but it was, I was about, I mean, well, you, we could argue all day about the, the GTR certainly has supercar performance, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was the, but it was the eclecticness. And, the yeah. thing, and there was a guy, I was talking to a guy who'd got a, a Defender 110, and um, I was looking at it, and I went, oh, is this a, is it, what is it, is it a 200 or 300 TDI? And he went, oh, it was originally a 200 TDI, but it's got a 5.9 litre Cummins diesel engine in it now. Wow. <laughs> and I, um, wow. And I went, is it, is it quick? And um, his mate just went, like a bolt of face. Well, like went, it was dead. Yeah, it's all right. Well, I think it had given him a bit of a, um, Shock, a, a shock, yeah, yeah. Wow, he said it's, it's got, I think he said 150 horsepower, but 450 pound foot of torque. That's because it's a truck engine, so yeah. it just it gets rolling and then it it's burnout, so 1100 rpm, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that was good. That was another another highlight, sweet Rover SD1 police car, Rover SD1 police car, and which is amazing, yeah, just so many, so many nice things. It was, it was really. There is another one. We've committed to doing another one, September the 11th in Leicestershire. Um, we'd love you to go. Um, details on the website, latebreakshow.com. And uh, I might see if I can persuade Richard to come to another one if he hasn't got too much I'd be there. No, emotional definitely. baggage. From yeah, the well, first it's good one. You, you've, you've timed it well because uh, that could have been my wedding anniversary, but it's not. Because well, oh, we, okay. we were going to get married on. September the 11th and then of course my wife's American and we were inviting lots of Americans over and oh, it sure. felt like it was somehow wrong to do it on that date because it's uh, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. a particularly bad date for Americans uh, and um, so yeah it's uh, September the 11th for uh, a car event is perfect 
Well, that's what we're going to do. And so you're all welcomed. Yeah, and I would hardly recommend it. I know it sounds like an awful plug, but it, it, it's, it, is, it was really good fun. If you like cars and you like just hanging out talking about cars and looking at interesting cars that are sort of not your um, normal kind of field of supercars. You can't have an, well, we had an a Hyundai Ionic 5 there. First oh, yeah. time it's been seen in public at a normal in a normal way. I think it was. Is it? Is it? Yeah, was it? It was at Goodwood Festival of Seed. Yeah, and then um, the only other time it's been seen is is, is with us. And oh. it got driven to us. It wasn't on a transporter. Was so it? It got driven. Oh, and uh, it powered my son's air dancer. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That he was insistent that I brought it down, despite the fact that we had no space to bring anything down, <laughs> and I was my eyes were falling out because I was packing a. LEVC van. At there was some three the, in the, morning. the logistics of packing up afterwards oh. were um, when everyone was very tired. Oh, it's carnage! It was a bit. It was but a bit, yeah. I, everyone kept their temper though, which was, I thought was good. Yeah, so I, yeah. I felt like it could have all kicked off, but it didn't. Particularly also because you know, your wife, my wife's hobbling about and I it's know. very frustrating. Anyone who's ever bust their foot or their leg will know. It's, you know it's that sort of loss of mobility is if you are it used was good. to mobility, especially it's I, I frustrating. Think after 18 months of people being locked in and not being able to do what they want to do and perhaps sensing a bit of doom and gloom about the world, I think that was, despite the fact it's the hardest time, I think, to even try to put an event on, um, we thought it was the right time to do it for that reason. So, hey, um, whatever. I was just looking at my things, other things I wanted to mention to you because someone said to me yesterday that there were, a guy came over and he, was, he said he listened to the podcast and... and uh, and he said, oh, is that, uh, he mentioned some bit we talked about. He went, I don't, I don't know if it's scripted or not. And I had to go, um, I absolutely promise you it's not scripted. Oh. I said, I'll show you how we work. And I showed him the notes in my phone where I just keep a little a little note of things that I want to mention to you because otherwise I'll forget them. And I just realised there's something that is slightly uh, relevant because I mentioned before we went away and uh, had a week uh, on the Gower Peninsula staying mm. in a friend's static caravan. And when we got there, in the corridor that ran between the sort of living area and the bedrooms, there's a little key, you know, four key hooks on the wall. Yeah. And on one of the hooks, there was a Ford key. Folds. Folds. One of the old school chub keys. Yes, that's with, the cylindrical with the... Yeah, and then it was the, you know, just a, no remote fob, it's just a flat it looks like a swordfish's nose. Yes. And then, if people will be familiar with them, they have a little coloured insert in the top of the plastic handhold bit, finger hold bit. Yeah. That used to be red and then later it was blue, I think. Or the, was blue the master key you had to keep safe in case you can it's where the chip was, I think, for the immobiliser. Okay. So it's got this blue thing on it. So it's your classic old school Ford key. But I don't know why it was there. And it was in a holiday home. Yeah, it's in my friend's static caravan. So they found it on the beach. Well, this is what I, I meant to ask him about it, but it seems I, I never got the chance because it would have meant like ringing him or messaging. But they don't have a Ford. That's amazing. They have a Kia. So what? Whose key was it? <laughs> yeah. Why is it there? It's, it, it, it haunted me because I got to walk past it every day, and I was like, "Why is that there? Where does it come from?" That is weird. Mystery key to a mystery Ford, but obviously, I mean, if you find a car key, you don't want to throw it away. No, because that could be the key to someone's car, but. I was, I was thinking when I when I went when I was on holiday the, the same week down in the Devon with the broken leg situation. Just after my wife broke her leg, we'd already planned to on the last day go to the model village. Oh I'm yeah, a massive fan as you know. Yeah, of yeah. Model villages, um, and my wife agreed to, to, to carry to soldier on regardless. Um, to this 
very large four-acre plot model village. Um, four acres. Four acres. Of no, I mean, we're what talking scale? thousands of figurines, and and um, what scale? Well, the, okay, the cars that were on display were about twelve inches long maximum. Okay, just to give you. So, 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 anyway. so, so a typical house was probably, I don't know, four, three or four feet. But is, was, because you sent me those pictures of... Babacom, Babacom Model Village. Look at uh, it up, go on the website. Seriously, it's bloody brilliant. Built in 1963. Really? And, yeah, and it was just there keeps a, getting better. Was there a sort of boom time for model villages in Britain where there's loads of them got built? Yeah, I think it was a 50, 50s uh, and 60s. It feels quite 50s, doesn't it, in a way? Yeah, it was one of those things where I suppose post-war people wanting to encourage holiday makers to come and have a jolly time. And there were a lot of uh, engineers who might have retired post-war and gone, well, I'm going to move somewhere interesting and then I'm going to do something odd. Mm. And this guy actually built a model village. He started the one in, in he started, he built one in Southport up, in, okay, yeah. up near Manchester and then uh, went down to... Devon and found in Tor Bay a really nice, they would call it a coombe or a little valley. Mm. So it's a four acre garden plot that was, is a sort of natural valley. So what Ilford, coombe means? Yeah. Oh. A coombe is, is pretty much a small valley. Oh. So Ilfra coombe, yeah. small valley. You hear coombe a lot down that. Yeah, it's very West Country. It's because I think West Country people just wouldn't accept the fact that it was just a small valley. No, we're not going to. We're calling it something else. We're going to say comb with an e. Yeah, that's That's a country word. That valley. Yeah, I'm not having a valley. Yeah, but I did on the way to the model village. I did laugh because we were um, we pulled up at the lights and right, 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 right in front of us was a quite a good condition T Reg Vauxhall Vectra. Oh, which again, I haven't seen a first gen Vauxhall Vectra for a very long time. No. And and it, the number plate was LOL at the end, so it was Vectra LOL. <laughs> oh, you know, you saw ages ago. You saw a Des plate on a on a Mondeo, and then haven't we had an incident of another Des plate? Yeah, I saw another Des plate on a Golf GTI being driven in oh, DSG. Yeah, very hard tromboning. And I, yeah. while we were away, I saw a double Des plate. Double Des. Double Des, and I can't remember how they'd achieved it, but um, Des Des. It was Des Des. Well, Des, and there was all like Des. It was almost like it said Des for Des or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but and um, I think one of the Deses might have had a Z. I would have. Isn't and it? the other one was probably Irish. five. I can't even. I, I cannot figure out now. Would it have been? Well, I don't want to give someone's plate away on uh, in public. Although I suppose plates are in public, but might have been like DE54, might have been how it was achieved. Des. But it was, Des. yeah, it was a double Des plate and I was driving so I couldn't take a picture <laughs> did of it. Did you I was chuckle? Like, yeah, I did, I chuckled a lot. A double I Des. Well, I can't remember what car it was on. It was something fairly unremarkable, like a Kia Sportage or something. It wasn't, I mean, I don't know why you'd think it would be on a remarkable car. Like it was, it was on a, a Tomaso Mangusta or something. But, um, double Des. Double Des. Uh, the, <laughs> the picture you sent me from the model village of, a used car lot. Oh yeah. Was it the used car lot where the man? Yeah, it was. Oh, there was a used car lot. And there was some sort of. There was a Sierra. Yes. Because that's why I like model villages. There was a Ru- Russ to spot the cars. T Sills car that's sales. It, yeah. And did I say send you the one of the bloke polishing the car? Polishing the car, and it was motorized, and it was all animated, and it but was sensor activated. So oh. you walked up to it. Oh no, my lovelies! I'm just polishing the car, and it was an what? Audi. It was an Audi A8. It had a voice. Yeah, it was voiced. Hang on, oh I've got God. I've got a video of it. I can probably play it to you oh, yeah. if, I, if the microphone's working. That's yeah. that's just strange. I know. One of the whole thing's strange. I mean, I you know, it's I like all strange. I like a model village. Um, well, who doesn't? 
Why? What? Who is it? He's got a very, very... But he's got a sort of lion face. Oh, yeah, he's got the face of a lion. Yeah, he has got the face of a lion. He looks like the sort of person that would have done the Scrap Heap Challenge um, many years ago. You know, sort of quite sort of like Father Christmas, but with gearbox oil. Yeah, <laughs> sort of Father Christmas meets uh, Kenny Rogers. Yes, it is Kenny Rogers. Meets back. gearbox oil. Yeah. But a man who's got a Kenny Rogers face, but rubs gearbox oil I in do his like beard. a sort of West Country Kenny Rogers. Yeah, look. affable. Yeah, do you know the, the, the one thing I did realise about, and I got to see my parents when we went down to the southwest. Well, I haven't been to see them in a year. Um, the moment has come, Rich. It's actually quite sad. Uh, the realisation has come that all these years since I left home, I left home in uh, what nineteen ninety nine, no ninety eight. I'd always go down to Somerset as soon as I go over the county border. Mm. I would have 24 hours before I would see an Orion or a Sierra. I've probably told you this before. Yeah, it was always my little yeah. thing of like, this is how West Country, the West Country is. Yeah. And I, I spoke to a few people who knew that this was the thing. You'd always see one. Mm. This year, or maybe last year, it, it's, it's the end of it. I, oh. I did not see a Sierra or an Orion within 24 hours of being in Somerset. And I'm oh. really pissed off. I think maybe the Vectra's taken over. Well, I was going to ask about this Vectra because was it being driven as a novelty item no. or was it just someone's car? No, it's a guy that looked like Kenny Rogers, right, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. That's just his car. Right? <laughs> it's, not, it's not like he's gone, oh, I've got a retro Oh, no, it's not, it's not chod value no, type stuff. It's no, like, no. oh, look, I've got a, a base model. No, no, it's just a guy in a Vectra. Oh, hey, yesterday, we it, it, I can't remember how it came up, we were talking about, you, you described it as one step removed from deceased spec, which is had to stop driving. Because... Yeah. And because I've trapped my wife under the jazz. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I forgot to tell you, I was going to message you, and I, I think I forgot to take a picture of it. So there's, we were staying in a friend's static caravan, and there's some other friends of ours have a place there on the same site. Oh. They've had it for years. My friend Becky, she used to go there as a kid because her parents were all grew up in South Wales, had a caravan there in the 80s. And so she sort of carried on the family lineage. Her and her husband had bought a place down there 10 years ago. And so she was there. Her husband, Will, who's a mate of mine, was working. So he wasn't there. She was there with the kids in her 1980s Nissan Micra automatic. What, K10? K10. Auto. 36,000 miles on it. Is that a car they keep down there? No. That's she inherited that car from it was actually her husband's aunt, I think, had to stop driving. And it's funny because I saw it and I was like, wait a minute, that's not I thought it was my friend Will's um mum's old car, because she used to have a micro back when I used to live in Birmingham, they're from Birmingham. Yeah. When they were quite new. And Will's mum is hilarious. And she but she was she was going that car's dangerous that micro's dangerous that it's too slow it's too slow william i need a faster car and it's like well because it is slow yeah well yeah. also also micro so and that's like, pre-16 sure. valve isn't it yeah oh god yeah but no it turns out it's a different branch of the family and it's a it's one step off to see spec but it is immaculate it's got a, one of those dealer fit sunroofs oh 
and she needs to absolutely drown that in cavity wax. I don't. Well, that's the thing. I was I, like, I was going to say I don't think she I'd cares. Do it. I'd but do she, it for her. Well, I'll, I'll offer. That sounds wrong. Because I think the trouble is, she just uses it mostly around Birmingham where they live. But then they spend the summer, quite a lot of the summer, down by the seaside. So she drives it all the way down. Yeah. There. She but, said it's, she said it's great because no one gives you any hassle. You just drive really slowly because <laughs> you have to. And, yeah, I love yeah. that. But now her her she's got three kids, but her two boys are teenagers, and they're, so they're putting quite a lot of weight into that car. They're massive. They do that thing that teenage boys do where they suddenly go huge, like become like prop forwards. Shaquille O'Neal. When yeah, it's teeth. extraordinary. I haven't seen them for ages, and I was suddenly like, oh my god, adults! And yeah. uh, so they're putting quite a lot of weight in that. Poor micro now. I think she's going to need to. We might need to port the head of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. What about an engine swap? Could, engine. Uh, well, yeah. you just put a K12 motor in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That'd be really nice. But I suppose that's an old school auto in that. Whereas the newer micros are CVTs, aren't they? So you might have to do a full box swap as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's all doable for a what, mere what's... thirty thousand pounds. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's incredible. Uh, what is it? It's it's a stop driving. Had to spec. stop driving. So H. T S S D H D S D yeah H D S D spec you got H D S D yeah <laughs> yeah it's terribly sad my my grandfather's got H D S D he's uh, uh, what was he um, in a, in a conflict no no H D S D he had to stop driving <laughs> yeah because unfortunately well I bought a um I bought a Mark One Golf off someone who a very early Mark One Golf um off an old person who'd use the edges of the garage to get it into the garage oh, for the last couple of years. So all the sides of it were were, were scrunched and and minorly, the arches were flattened, but because... Because of, that's, um, who, oh, I know. So it was a fundamentally good car with history, it ran well, but it had been scrunched both sides regularly. There's, um... And then had to stop driving spec. There's a, a a car journal. Do you know a guy called Dan Bevis? Who yeah, um, he was telling me about his grandmother's Micra that had it had a few sort of scuffs, I think, but then it had this very weird sort of hemisphere dent in the tailgate, and they couldn't figure out what it was. Hemispherical dent. Yeah, but it was sort of, in the, in, and then they, they worked out. I think it was. When she went to the supermarket, she always parked in the same place, and there was like a trolley thing, and she was just constantly backing it. It's like a rounded handle. Yeah, I'll probably get the story wrong, Dan. If you're listening, I apologise for for mistelling your excellent story, but um, I can't. He sent it to me. Oh, can I just say also, um, we we you guys do send us um, some hilarious emails of, of anecdotes oh and yes. we welcome them we don't check them as often as we should do well we moment, do i mean we do read them and i i get i i check the emails every day and i do read them it's just that I, just whether i get to reply or not depends how busy i am yeah but we've had so many emails about cars uh, driveways you know, i'll start that again households with identical cars or near identical cars <laughs> yeah. so many i mean more than we could read out in a whole show and then yesterday at the live event i met a couple who have the same car have the same car same color uh yes focus sts oh really yeah but uh, so she she got one and then he his car had to go in to the garage and he borrowed it and then sort of like it's really um, like this yeah so you had to get one. It's amazing. And uh, but hers has got stripes on it, apparently. What I don't know if ever ever one day me and my missus will do that. I, I can't see it happening. But I found this the message from Dan, by the way, to do it justice. He said, "My granny didn't learn to drive until she was in her seventies. After granddad died, she wanted a bit of independence. 
and his slightly haggard, although still pretty new K11 micro was sitting unused. Somewhat amazingly, she passed her test. Somewhat However, amazing. Oh, that's a guess because that's it. He, he was previously telling me about his granddad was, was an incredibly erratic driver. Really? Driving. Yeah. Okay. I won't read that bit out, but because it's, it's a brilliant story, we'll save it. But uh, <laughs> she, so his grandma passed her test, and uh, all these years of seeing him bouncing off random cars had given her a similarly devil, devil may care attitude. One dent in particular was cause for concern. There was a crater in the tailgate which seemed to have changed size and shape every time we went to visit. She denied all knowledge of it. It became a bit of a running joke. Then sometimes later, my aunt accompanied her on a trip to the local Tesco. Granny reverse parked into a trolley bay, clattering the back of the car into a pole. We then learned that was precisely where and how she always parked. So it's parked. the same pole? Yeah. Wow. Creating this sort of uh, a, a constantly morphing dent on the tailgate, depending, I suppose. Oh my gosh. Slight shifts in exactly where she parked. But yeah. I'm not, not going to name any names, but I found out a few days ago that um, a, a, a mate of mine's um, dad's partner uh she has a 2016 mini and a, a, ma- a manual gearbox mini mm. and he, uh, he started the conversation with because this reminded me you know when people shouldn't drive a manual anymore and they should maybe go to water <laughs> or just stop driving and i was like yeah 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 i'm fully aware of that uh because actually up the the, the cul-de-sac where i grew up where my folks still live there was um, um a, a like with a maestro that we, me and my brother used to call Clutch Smearer. Oh, <laughs> he would, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd back off his drive, uh, he'd just hold it at mm. 4,000 RPM mm. and he would lift the clutch really slowly, like oh. really, really slowly. Like oh. it was a centrifugal, um, you know, like a mower or something, the, the harder you rev, the more it picks up. It was like that. To, you'd smell you'd smell clutch oh, smoke horrible. at our house, oh. which is about 200 metres from did his you, house. Did you initially think, I didn't know they put a CVT in the Maestro, and then oh, you realise it was... It was un- <laughs> and from cold. Why are the revs not matching the speed of the car? From cold. So you can imagine the clutch had a sheen on it, oh, like, a, like, a, like a balloon. It goes through me that kind of. Thing. But, there, there's someone in my neighbourhood, I haven't figured out who it is, but every morning, quite early, or well, sort of, you know, just at the time when we're kind of waking up, I hear a car going up our street and then turning the corner near our house. But as they make the turn, they seem to always have just changed up, but then they need to reduce speed. And rather than changing down again, they just slip the clutch and it drives me bananas. That's just not driving. It's horrible. Simply not driving. But there was a guy, because I grew up on a cul-de-sac as well, and at the bottom of our street there was a chap called Ian Livingston, a redoubtable Scotsman who was a bit of a Vauxhall loyalist. And he used to, by the time, so he'd back out of his driveway at the bottom of the street, as he passed our house, he should have been in second by then. He was always in first still, so slightly over-revving a cold <laughs> car. And cold. the reason was because, for inexplicable reasons known only to Ian Livingston, he would be putting his seatbelt on as he passed our car house. Why, just leave it in first? Well, yeah, but it's like, why don't you put your belt on when you got in the car and set off? But no, he'd have got in the car, reversed out of his drive, and then turned up the street... And then, only then, when he was pointing in a straight line, would he then go through the process. And he was quite a big guy, and, in, and latterly he had a Nova. So it's quite a small car. So it's almost like a bit of a wrestling match for him to try and reach the belt. Big small car. Yeah, and, he, and he'd be putting the belt on, which would mean he, he hadn't got any spare hands to change gear. So he'd just be... And then you'd hear it change. You'd go, oh, the belt's on, and he's off. Oh, awful. But awful. You just go, just put the belt on when you get in the car. It was like a standing joke in our house. Oh, there's old Ian putting his belt on again. Well, this mate of mine's uh, dad's partner, she has this 2016 Mini. 
she she went she drove it um into town and then went went back a different route because she got distracted and then just I I think kind of mild panic of like I just don't know where I am mm. so tried to do a three point turn. Mm. And burnt the clutch out of this 2016 mini by by doing a three point turn. Oh. Apparently she just she she he thinks that she panicked and, and had the car on the limiter and was yeah. just sort of reversing and then going forwards and then reversing while it was on the limiter. The smell. Oh, I mean, so the, the clutch smell. went bang. Yeah. The car went straight to the um the dealer. Yeah. Had the clutch done. Mm. Okay. Which cost about I don't know a grand or maybe more. She got it back, but I, I shit you not, because I said to him, I don't believe you. He said, honestly, I can phone my dad now. He said, two weeks later, she did the same thing again and took a different turn and had another what? panic attack. She burnt the clutch out with such gusto. It destroyed Holy the dual-mass flywheel. Because I was going to say, I bet the clutch, is, the reason the clutch went during the 3.2 was because it's had months and years of abuse. But no, she can do a clutch in one 3.2. She, she did a, she did Brilliant. another, so oh. she's had two clutches and a dual mass flywheel oh. in the equivalent of about 100 miles. That's just, you should have to retake It's catastrophic. My, old, ma my old man still had the Avenger on the first clutch <laughs> yeah. when it was 17 years old. He was very proud of that. I just remembered my mum had a friend when in sort of late eighties. There was a friend of my mum's called Rita, who was a lovely lady, and she um, was sort of classic empty nester. Her her kids had grown up, and so she bought herself, or they'd bought her and her husband, a Honda CRX. Nice. Yeah, nice car at times. Well, the sort yeah. of second generation, sort of slightly softer edges, and it's a really nice looking car. Yeah. And quite racy, you know. It's yeah. like it was like oh, nippy. Yeah, Rita's nippy. got a CRX, and and um, but I think it was her that was responsible for that car constantly needing new clutches. And it turned out because she she used to hold it on hills on the clutch at traffic lights. Oh, shit, no. I know. I mean, what's going on? I know. I know. These are the people that do need a DSG Tron trombone, don't they? They really they do. do. That's the thing. It's like, well, you, you, I overheard you having a conversation with someone yesterday about there's no shame in having an automatic. No, there like, isn't. It's just if it's for every day. Oh, it was when we were talking to um, uh, your friend who's been helping us out, weren't we? Because I think yeah. she's thinking about changing the car. It's the fit for purpose thing. Yeah, and it's just like, why? Well, if you're just, if you're just driving your ordinary everyday car and you're not yeah. particularly keen driver, just get a bloody auto. In fact, my brother drew, drew my attention to this ages ago, you know, when we were in our like, early 20s, because he, he was going through his like, 80s Mercedes phase mm. and got me into W123s. And when I found one that was a manual one, so I went, Greg, I found a manual Merc. And mm. it's got me Ray. He went, why bother? <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, because it's a manual. He went, yeah, but have you driven one of those Merc manuals? Yeah. Went, no, he went, well, they're not a very good manual gearbox. He said, yeah. it's not a manual car. And I remember him saying that, and I went, what do you mean it's not a manual car? And then basically what he said is, it's just a car that's built so much better to yeah. accept an auto, because just the driving style, oh, the yeah. softness of it all, the yeah. relaxation. He's like, why would you? I found for sale this week, uh, or last week, a Mercedes 190. 2.6. Oh. Mm, straight six. Yeah, but it's a manual. Yeah, no, that's that a might rare be right. car. It's a man, it's an Italian weighted gearbox. Might be good. Uh, I don't know, though, because it would just be. I mean, I know that they're one of those cars where it was 2.6 litre straight six, and I, I, I don't know. I bet it made like 150 horsepower. Oh, it won't so. be fast. It won't be fast, so why not but just embrace be, it and have the auto on it? It'll be creamy. The thing is that this car had also been comprehensively ruined by some uh, previous or current owner with, like, you know, one of those. Merc grills that's got the big star in the middle, but that's not how it is. Oh, like a rude, a rude boy Mercs. Was it rude Mercs? The... Yeah, but this wasn't. They hadn't like put a sort of SEC style long, you know, horizontal grill with a star in the middle. They just got the same style of basically square old school Mercedes grill, but put a new insert in it for the star. It was white. It got boot spoiler, and it's just they look like 
toss and it looked like it had been lowered as well. But the fact it was a 2.6 manual did pique my interest a bit. So, yeah. Um, we've been talking for quite a while. Have um, we? I haven't noticed. We could, we could go on about clutch slip all day, but we probably <laughs> should wrap this up by reaching for my phone because as I was showing someone yesterday, I keep a little list of trivial facts. Um, oh God, we can have. I, got, can we I give you? Can I give you? A fact? We won't talk about this. I've written it in my phone, but we'll we'll talk about it next time. World's strongest flight tip that we were talking about. Last <laughs> oh night. gosh, yeah, we were laughing. <laughs> Throwing bags of masonry overhead. Um, <laughs> we'll do that another time. Uh, but um, <laughs> all right. Well, look. Um, thank you for listening to this. If you want to drop us a line, uh, hello at smithandsniff.com is our email address, um, or you can reach us through our Patreon if you are one of our patrons and thank you if you are yeah um thank you to everybody who came to the late break show live uh yesterday which was tremendous and um it was really nice to meet a load of people who uh listened to the show so if you were one of those people that we spoke to who expressed uh their enthusiasm for this podcast thank you for listening and yeah. um and thank you for coming to the show uh before we go got three things to tell you one of them is that um johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show but you probably know that by now and has another live show coming up next month september the 11th in leicestershire we are uh two i've got various books coming out coming out going out have them <laughs> or out I'm really tired still um I've got a book called um, Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia, but again, you probably knew that. And thank you to all the people yesterday who brought their copies along and asked me to sign them. Felt like a proper. Did you draw any dicks? No, but there's, well, there's a whole separate thing there with um, Noel Huggett, uh, a, a listener who got us both to draw cock and balls in one of those yeah. car pervert well notebooks you were I know. Fair play. Very strange. It's the strangest thing I've, I've been asked to do since. Um, uh, I did a signing for another book that I did ages ago and a bloke asked me to sign it for his friend and when I said, what should I put? He went, you, and then the C-bomb. Oh, no. And then I was like, I'm not putting that. And you're like, what if he doesn't like it? Oh, no, he'll like it. And it was, it was, like, was, it was he, a good uh, argument. Was he uh, a <laughs> children's entertainer? <laughs> <laughs> he was a clown. Yeah, he was, he was a disgruntled clown. <laughs> uh, what's the third thing I've got to tell you? Oh, um, uh, the lots of... Uh, famous actors uh, pre appeared pre-fame in Miami Vice, including Bruce Willis, Julia Roberts, Chris Rock, Ben Stiller, Steve Buscemi, Liam Neeson, Helen Bonham Carter, Wesley Snipes, Ving Rhames, and Ian McShane. What? Yeah. Well, Ian McShane was a bit famous by then, but he, he appeared in Miami Vice. Um, they also had lots of musicians as guest stars, including uh, Willie Nelson, Phil Collins, Little Richard, Leonard Cohen, James Brown, Miles Davis, Frank Zappa, Gene Simmons, Sheena Easton, Glenn Frey, Frankie Valley, Eartha Kitt, and John Taylor from Duran Duran. All in Miami Vice. All in Miami Vice. Miami Vice was an absolute... Um, I don't know what the word is. I was going to say shit show, but that seems rude. They had loads of like famous people guest starring, but not playing themselves, like when you know Boy George is in the A Team. Gene Simmons appearing on Miami yeah, Vice. Look it up because he's obviously not got the makeup on because that would be weird if he's no, playing a yeah. drug baron or something. But he, it's yeah, he played, <laughs> he, he played a baddie, I think. In, in that's Miami a box set I'd like to watch. Yeah. Now. I know. You sort of realise it was actually kind of quite, probably quite ahead of its time. Probably looks incredibly dated now though because it is. 34 years old. Oh, but there's so much surplus linen. Yeah. That's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, that's that's that for this, but we'll see you for uh, another podcast uh, when we're a bit less croaky and tired. I we'll see you on the other side of things. things. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye.
Recording, recording, testing, the recording, speaking here to you now. Do you want to know something else that you might find hard to believe? That's what? a much better bathroom than the one in our own house. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it all, all the more depressing. Well, the loo doesn't try to smash you on the bell end. Oh, Wait, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 